at Cullinan Diamond Mine on the 25th of January 1905, an event that will go down history occurred with the finding of the Cullinan Diamond by Fred Wells. In some accounts it is said that it was first noticed by a black worker who pointed it out to Wells. Who actually saw the diamond first is now lost in history. I have a story to tell you about Cullinan Diamond. Perfect in every way. She's perfect as an artist. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown. I'm not going to start as usual. Um, in today's show, I'm going to read you a poem. And no, I'm not a poet, but she is. This is Something New by Monel. Right. My heart doesn't need It is faithless. It is a beat behind these cages. My ribs are just a home for the fearful. You have found a way to unhinge the door. Now, am I correct or am I wrong? But I think I found your Pinterest where you put all your poems at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you said you're going to read a poem, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I post all my poems on Pinterest. Um, I released a whole like book um, recently, not recently, like two years ago, called yeah. Wine Stains. And it's a collection of all the poetry that I've just like ever written and refined and published and um something new is just one of the poems that happened to make it onto my pinterest and like pinterest is like my little escape where i post like um just like images that i take in my daily life and stuff that yeah. i like um stuff that i find like aesthetically pleasing and like yeah that's where i share like my more personal stuff so yeah it's really cool that <laughs> you found that that's so so like what did you want to convey with this poem you know um, just like overcoming your fears and being vulnerable with somebody, being vulnerable with yourself yeah. and uh, just that raw honesty of, of, you know, like intimacy and how it can feel like. Yeah. We started off a bit on a high note. Let's go down a bit. Well, we are joined by a poet, by a rapper, by a singer, singer, singer and also a social activist and a mental health activist that's a lot of titles you know most of the time uh, we find that somebody puts so many titles to themselves while they only do one of them but then with her she does a lot you know because i've heard the rapping you know on uh the security clearance i've heard the singing on her project i've seen the poetry you know so yeah she is what she claims she is Ladies and gentlemen, we have Monel. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, shout out, shout out. Um, yeah, um, I, I try to do um, things that impact people and I also just try to do as much as I can with the talent that I've been given. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, do you feel like you have managed to uh, correctly intertwine your poetic mind to your musical heart? 
Um, definitely, that's something that I always try to do um, with my writing. You know, just try to express myself as yeah uh, as much as possible. And like the way that I find that is, you know, kind of you know having like poetry and just um, imagery. I just love like you know putting images in people's minds and you know seeing what like how people imagine the song and stuff like that. I just love music. You know, I like bringing it to life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, so like I love it's important to me to like write a song properly and like lyricism is like something that like is important to me when I'm creating songs. Yeah. Yeah, and like in a recent interview with Yas student Jordan spoke about how he's never actually met an artist who is so purposeful with their words, you know. Like everything is calculated with you, you know. There's a poem uh pop. Yeah, I think it's a poem where you say, would you aim for my heart with a broken arrow? You know, to me, that sounds like uh, even if you don't have the stuff all together, would you put all that you have inside of you to approach me with the intention of love and security? I, I don't know. Is it somewhere yeah. in, in those lines? <laughs> yeah, I love that interpretation. Yeah, that's definitely it. Like, would you still put yourself on the line? Some people think like, nah, I can't you know, have love or I don't deserve love because, you know, I'm too, like, I need to get my stuff together or whatever. It's just like, you know, someone loves who you are and it's just like, are you willing to, like, risk it all? Just say, I deserve love and I'm going to get it even though I may not feel like I'm straight. So it's just like, you know, I just, yeah. I love yeah. that interpretation because, yeah, it's, it's pretty much on the mail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you went to an international school, right? You stayed overseas for a while. You stayed in France. Uh, you went to China too. Then you came back to <laughs> SA, right? So out of all those places you've been at, where did you feel most at home? Um, so I don't know. I really don't feel like I belong anywhere sometimes. I just yeah. feel like in every single space, I feel a bit alien. Um, but that's kind of what makes me like stand out and that, you know, I bring all these different things together and it mm. makes me like relate to a lot of different people. And I feel most at home when I'm in the studio, oh, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So when I'm making music, um, that's where I feel most at home um, when I'm creating art. <laughs> yeah. And some places you still like to travel? Um, I would still love to travel. Um, I want to see the Northern Lights. I want to see, yeah. uh, like, uh, I want to go to Barbados. I want to go and party in Jamaica. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to like, see the world and experience different cultures. And um, it's always been a part of my music. And I feel like it's also, it's going to have a part. It's going to have, you know, uh, a part of my music. And it's going to feed into my life. You know, I want to live a full life. and. Um, experience a lot of stuff and like yeah yeah so, yeah I'm excited for what's next yeah and then when you came back to SA like how was your reintegration like what things needed to change like what was the big differences um it was actually really difficult because um, you would think that like everybody would be like super interested in you and stuff and that does happen but you also feel like okay I'm very different from mm. everybody else and um there's this part of you that just doesn't like relate and you have a choice to make like do I hide that from people or do I like show it to people and just like see that person like, okay I'm yeah. like kind of weird <laughs> yeah. 
So like, um, I think with my music as well, um, it's translated like me, like finding myself through my music. It's also reflected, I was finding myself in life and finding, you know, my sound and finding who I am. So they're very parallel in the sense that I'm always kind of exploring who I am and how I relate to people and, you know, how we feel and our experiences and, you know, the things that we go through. Um, And that's just like how it's translated into my music. It's just that that's how my life has been and I've and the reception has been so amazing like when people are just like damn like I feel that song I'm like I'm glad that like we're on this journey together you know what I'm saying and like it's been really really like refreshing and like really fulfilling and it just makes me want to create more and yeah yeah, it's just yeah Um, I think it's played a huge part in my music and just in me finding who I am and loving who I am yeah did you grow up a tomboy because you give me those vibes i don't see you as a girly girl you know i kind of did so i am um the last born and i have two older brothers so i had to like toughen up or like they would like push me around and stuff like that so like i grew up trying to play soccer with them like whatever they did i wanted to do like i wanted to do that they were doing backflips on the trampoline. I also want to do backflips on the trampoline. So like, I had to just like toughen up sometimes and just like step up to the place. I've always been surrounded by guys and like, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's been like where I was introduced to like hip hop and like being introduced mm. to the street. And like, that's how it's interweaved into like my music. I love hip hop. Like, it's always going to be a part of like who I am, what I listened to when I was growing up, what I listen to now. And it feeds yeah. into like, rapping deep into my R&B and my soul it's like the core of who I am and yeah, yeah I'm really appreciative of that but like yeah I'm a bit of a top boy but um <laughs> I can be girly it's just I'm like it's like two, I'm like two different people I'm really soft and sensitive but I'm also mm. like really top boy as well so yeah it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I always knew that I'm just like a, a weird combination of things but like yeah <laughs> yeah I am and like, what are some of your favorite and specific childhood memories and stories of your time in Covenant? Because you spent a lot of your time there and you, that's where you feel most at home. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, that's where my grandmother um, stays. So I would go yeah. and visit her like almost every weekend. Like I just want to stay with her every school holiday. I would go there. So yeah. a lot of my childhood friends, um, we basically like, I feel like I grew up with them and um, we've been friends since like we were toddlers um, yeah. and like basically all my childhood memories are from there from like playing basketball, playing tennis, riding a bike. I learned how to ride a bike in those streets and those are just memories that are just going to stay with me forever. Those people are like family to me so yeah. I carry them with me wherever I go and I'm always telling stories because that's that's like a home to me and like those are my people no matter what and like I'll travel the world and I'll be like yo I'm a cousin yeah. <laughs> no matter what like yeah those streets are like they feel like home to me yeah yeah you move uh, around a lot you know how do you deal with uh you know gaming and having to let go of many relationships and friendships all the time um it's definitely hard um I recently just like <laughs> lost a friend I don't I, 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 don't, I hate to say lost because people think like they just passed away or something like no like I recently just lost touch with a friend of mine that we've been friends for like years and it's just like oh I'm just a pass and I don't think yeah 
and it's just like your heart sinks and it's just when life is just so fast paced you know we're all on our journey we're all chasing something in this world we all want to you know put our stamp on the world and go on our own journeys um you find that you you know detach from certain people and you you know some people are like yeah my new year's resolution is i'm going to cut off this person that person i'm like no i'm trying to create relationships mm-hmm. sustainable strong relationships i'm trying to have you know ride or die people in my circle um So yeah, I'm losing people. I find it very hard no matter how many times it happens to me. Every time I lose somebody, it's just going to, you know, affect me and I take a moment to be like, "Damn, I really like appreciate that person's presence in my life and you wish them well, but like it hurts you like go oh, and meet new people, but you know, um yeah, it's definitely also had a, you know, a hold on like I will write like a love song and it would be about a friend. I'll write a breakup yeah. song and it'll be about a friend and it's just like relationships come and go and yeah, it's it's definitely something I write about a lot because yeah, it happens especially when you're, you know, chasing your dreams and mm-hmm. in in the business that we're in is definitely something that happens frequently. Yeah. Sticky icky fingers always land in your closet. I would sneak inside your room just to play your guitar strings. Remember you taught me chords on the day that you caught me. Music was just a fairy tale we both got lost in. Sipping sodas and ice packs, candy wrappers and bean bags over bicycle and ice gas. We used to eat fast 'cause auntie said don't waste it while your child is booming. You gotta face the sun before you sign up for uni. We used to shoot hoops till it was too dark to see. You used to cry over songs, you used to cry over me. We didn't say much but I remember the breeze and that night the only thing that I bothered to keep lolly popping in daydreams and grandma's cussing sunny setting in cars baby sitting my cousins before we knew the cost and the price of this money before trips to the park became a session and you spoke about how your grandfather would teach you acoustic guitars whenever he sneak into his room and your chord trying to play it uh, how many instruments can you actually play did you master the guitar i actually my whole life i've just been like a fiddler with things yeah and i actually so he actually runs a church and he would keep some of the instruments in his room i would just be sneaking in and i was basically the same height as the guitar <laughs> trying to like pick it up and like play it and he's like okay let me teach you how to actually hold it properly yeah. and stuff like that so he introduced me to music i have like two guitars and i like barely play them oh, yeah. <laughs> i barely play. i have like a piano i used to take piano lessons but once i got singing lessons i was yeah. like dropped you found the place and i'm glad that i used to play like different instruments because i will like when someone's producing for me i'll be like okay so like can you make keys that do this i want this mm. guitar to sound like this and you actually can build a sound that can relate to the lyrics that i'm writing it's important to me because those textures add to the story that i'm telling they add to the images that i'm trying to create mm. and so um i'm glad that like i i was introduced to like instruments and singing and church and everything and like it's, it's played a part in like me becoming an artist today definitely yeah so you've done musical you've done plays and some acting <laughs> tell me about that period you know how oh, way yeah. did you do it at church or was it a workshop you know the musicals and the plays so um when i was younger i could do everything like sign me up <laughs> <laughs> and um i was like 
doing these like musical plays. We did Legally Blonde. That was my favorite one. Did Legally Blonde and mm. like on stage, we said singing and like doing musicals. But I like figured that out quickly. I'm like, no, I just I enjoy the singing part. You mm. like acting and singing, and I'm just like, I just love singing, and I wanted to create my own content. But I love being in those spaces, those spaces. Which is also why I ended up like studying. I I got my business degree, but I went to Africa specifically um, mm. because I wanted to be surrounded by people that did life for me and film and stuff like that because they have a certain vibe and an energy and creative space. And I always surround myself with people from like drama spaces and from stages because they have such great crazy ideas. And I just want to bring that to the stage, the musical industry as well. So yeah, um, when I was just younger, I just loved being on stage. Like whatever, if it involved the stage, I was there. <laughs> yeah, you met Jordan during a random stage session, and the first time you worked <laughs> together, you made Bad Day. I'm sure you've worked with a lot of people now. What sets them apart from all of them? Um, I don't know. We just like he understood my vision. Like we did. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to like say too much or like direct him too much to be like, no, I want it to sound like this. It's like mm -hmm. he understood like how to translate like my lyricism and my space into yeah. music. And from the first um, like session we had together, yeah. um, we like produced a beat. We actually didn't like. I didn't write anything. We just produced a beat, and it was just like a sonic experience, and we just gelled. And immediately, Bad Day was like made. Like yeah. a few weeks later, we're like, okay, we have a record. And it's crazy to think um, once it finally came out, like it was, you know, a, one of my biggest records yeah. on In Loathing Henry. And it's just like that was just what solidified it for me to be like, okay, um, we get each other and um, we can take this really, really far if we can just hone our talents and like put them together. And once I got like involved in Redacted and the Redacted Division and everything, I was just like, you know what? Let's take, I hit the ground running basically. I was just like, I get the vision, you get me, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it wasn't just good looks. <laughs> I mean, we're not mad at that. We're not mad at it. But, <laughs> I love his. Um, I love just the way that he works. And um, there's a lot of people that that talk a lot. You know, I want to do this. Mm. I want to do that. Whatever. But you know, he backs it up. You know, and like I, I that's what really, really drove me because I'm like, I want that consistency, and I want someone that I can do business with, that I can count on, and. Yeah. Our ideas are now coming to life, and that's what I love about Redacted is that we stick to it, and you know we do whatever we can to really make it happen. Yeah, and you're a pastor's child. Now I, I got really intrigued when you mentioned that uh, mm -hmm. you need to challenge spirituality, you know, in its essence. I'm just really intrigued. Challenge spirituality, <laughs> but you're a pastor's child. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where um, I believe in like spirituality and I don't really like like religion with like really strict mm. rules. That's, yeah. that's a kind of background that I came from. My grandfather had a church, my dad is a pastor and my mom is also ministering. And it's just yeah. like, um, you always have these expectations to kind of be perfect, to mm. kind of, you know, never make mistakes and like you get judged heavily and it's 
Um, and I feel like it's very like self-destructive and I feel like it doesn't let people explore the essence of who they are and explore, and explore their true, ex like have their personal experience with, yeah. you know, the world around them because they're trying to fit into a box. And so I'm always challenging, um, you know, certain, you know, limitations, restrictions that, yeah. uh, put upon me and other people that I know who are unable to live like their lives because you know they're scared of like disappointing their parents or they can't really yeah. challenge authority yeah yeah so yeah it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a it's like a touchy thing but like at the yeah. same time like something bold that I want to do and keep doing yeah in addition to that how do you navigate for lack of a better word the world of romantic sensual and sexual relationships while having religious parents you know all those limitations that you just spoke of definitely like in my music you will never like hear me explicitly saying anything that's mm. like out of i always like allude to certain things and that's always been um who i am i'm never yeah. like overtly um a, like very sexual yeah. and but um i believe that there's a sensuality and a spiritual connection that you have with someone and that's what i want to bring and that's what i want to tap into mm. and um i have like songs that are coming out about that and that is when you get to act get to experience monel in a more sensual space mm. but that isn't explicitly sexual because I like to use my writing to really create a space where you can feel the softness of things and the yeah. intimacy of things and that's really what's important to me and so exploring the both um I try to put them together and find like a balance and find a meaning in both because I'm experiencing both for a reason and I feel like this is my journey and I have to like tap into both and um yeah I'm led by like what feels proper in like my spirit and like in you know in you know my soul and I that I don't just like you know <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah like it's a it's a it's a intimate thing for me and that's why yeah. I don't talk about it very um explicitly like that yeah there's a lot of people who don't know the life like some of the pressures and unfair expectations that can sometimes get placed on you um it's tough <laughs> i think i think you have to start with like little things but also start with things that matter to you yeah um those are the things that are going to affect you the most and that are going to make the biggest difference in your life and i think it's just deciding what matters to you and are this is this the hill you're willing to die upon yeah. and be like i standing here and i am a tree that will not be moved and no matter what people say no matter if you know people change their opinion about me um people could wake up tomorrow and be like you know what we don't even want to listen to monel anymore and that would be it for me and do i still create music do i still want to do this hell yeah, yeah. um <laughs> it's all i've ever wanted to do and it's just like is this what i'm willing to do for the rest of my life and it's like absolutely and um it's 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 yeah it's kind of a rebellious thing to to say i don't care about the naysayers i don't care about uh. um what happens to me i just care about um my values i just care about what i love and yeah and just bringing that to the table bring what you love to the table bring what you love to the world and yeah 
that's yeah. it yeah and you spoke about how you weren't really heard and you decided to stay quiet for a very long time do you feel like if you are given the time you were listened to and treated accordingly would the message in your music still carry the same weight had the same impact let's say everything was perfect like let's say you were catered to appropriately that's a really great question um I think even though I'm writing about some of the worst things that happened to me, <laughs> I still find the light at the end of the tunnel. And there's yeah. always that little silver lining of just that hopefulness. And yeah. um, I feel like there might have been a little more of the hopefulness and the happy vibes and the, you know, life yeah. can be really, really good sometimes maybe more of those moments would have happened but i definitely yeah. think the message of like keeping the hope and you know taking it on headstrong would have yeah. still been you know my message but like that's a very interesting question because that's always the dilemma it's like oh you're better yeah. off going through the tough stuff because you learn a lot but it's like damn do i really have to go through the tough yeah. stuff yeah i don't want to learn don't have to go through shit you know to be <laughs> exactly. strong i don't need to be strong I'm better on week. I don't. I'm, <laughs> if I don't get to happy and weak, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> like you know, and exactly, it's not spoken about. But I think the somewhat blurry album cover, which is full of different colors, perfectly shows the direction that the EP will go for. And it's uh, basically what you were just saying right now. For me, it's saying that the journey is blurry. It's hard to clearly see, but there are colorful moments. You know, just as yeah. you said, there's light at the end of the tunnel. That's just an observation I made. Uh, I'm correct in saying that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I definitely wanted to keep my retro vibe in there, but that's definitely what we're going for. It's just um, there were other pictures we had, and I was just like, no, this one is the one. I love the yeah. color, but I love the colors, and it's also very like low tones and like cold tones, and it's just. There are little sparks of like red and orange every like there, and yeah, you, your interpretation is perfect. I love people that actually pay attention because I really, really am particular about the lyrics, about the sounds, the instrumentation, about the images that I use. And uh, "Lucid Dreams" uh, is a song that explodes your mental states after having taken prescription pills for your mood disorder. Now. For people who have never experienced this, you know, personally or know someone, how would you say it is like, you know, that whole experience in itself? Yeah, it's, so it's really surreal from, from when you get diagnosed with a disorder of some kind or a condition of some kind to when you get the medication for it and adjusting to the medication itself. Um, there's um, disassociation, there's two different types of disassociation and yeah. I have a disassociation where I feel outside of myself, where yeah. I'm kind of just like seeing my own life happen in front of me and this is, that's when I decided to write Lucid Dreaming because I felt so detached from the situation like damn this is actually happening to me and this mm. is actually my life and then when you start taking the medication and you just like feel kind of like different and it's just like am i who i am is everything yeah. real and like you adjusting to this different mental state is a whole like trip and it's a whole journey and like yeah um so i tapped into that to write lucid dream and 
yeah if you yeah so yeah having going through that and it's it's a very like lonely place to be but it's also a very like personal like intimate place to be with yourself and you develop a strong relationship with yourself so yeah so yeah it's a a bit of a trip (laughs) yeah you've also said that you really love loud you know like a perfect example of this would be the song good to me because me you're so good to me so good to me you know um yeah so like i remember watching your event that day real right like it had me contemplating uh taking someone's daughter because wow it was it was beautiful man like it was beautiful until until i saw the price of the place and i was like yeah i died (laughs) i died when i saw the place you know like you know what whoever she is you know the potential mrs me she's gonna have to meet you with kfc because <laughs> play- yeah <laughs> anyway so like yeah I would love I'm, love. I- yeah so like i'm sure many would like to know uh, how do you go about being with a partner that has described mental disorders you know what should they be aware of how should they behave like how should they react to situations that they're really unfamiliar with great question i think um i'm also learning um as i'm going along i take self-awareness on both sides um but i think um definitely someone who understands that like what you're going through is like not about them yeah if i have a mood playing or like i'm just like okay today i'm just not feeling up to anything it's not because i don't like you or like i don't want to hike with you anymore i don't want to be around not because like of that it's because i'm going through something that has nothing to do with you so you need someone that's stable like in themselves someone who's confident in themselves so they don't feel like you know everything you do is attached to them and also someone that uh one can give you space but two also um is a good communicator you know what i'm like you need to be able to talk and yeah. like are you okay do you need space do you need me around do you mm-hmm. you know do you need to talk to somebody else yeah. can i you know because sometimes you know they also need to understand that they number three is they're not the person who's gonna ultimately help you you need to help yeah. yourself but you need somebody who's able to communicate and aid you and like help you help yourself kind of, but that takes someone who can communicate and identify your needs. And it's really hard to be honest. Um, there are days that are really hard, um, but it's just about understanding each other, understanding each other's att- intentions yeah. and being past, you know, the little moments and seeing past, like it's not personal. Like mm. when people are going through it, it's not personal. And like, yeah, we just build on that. and. Yeah, someone, lastly, someone that's just understanding um, of what you're going through and someone who's willing to learn. Like, um, a lot of people don't know what you're going through. Someone who's willing to maybe read and, like, Mm. talk to other people that are going through it and, like, okay, get some sort of context so that they can understand you better. And that's, yeah, I think that's, like, those four top things that you need to have um, in someone. Um, if you if you're wanting to date somebody um, yeah. who's going through or who has mental disorder, that's definitely imperative. But yeah, we definitely deserve love too, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like I'm reminded of the Rick Rick incident. You know, there was a lot of Twitter discourse, and that video is TikTok, etc. 
people basically blaming uh, the family, most especially the wife and friends for not having done more to prevent the incident. Could they have done more? I don't think so. Like I said, um, ultimately, is you know, it's down to you helping yourself. And um, ultimately, it's, it's your mental space. It's your head. No one can get in there with their fingers and fix it. And no matter what they say to you, how much, you know. And I also think about it myself. Like, what if I become like, I win Grammys, Emmys, whatever. And I still sit in my mansion. I'm like, damn, I'm still unhappy. Mm -hmm. I think about it as well. Like, what if that's, you know, the situation? It's just, um, there's nothing that people can do or give you in the world. You can have everything, you can win everything, you can be that person, travel and do whatever, and you can still be unhappy or be or have a condition or be in a mental state that is negative and these things can happen. So I don't think that um, people can still do their best, um, but it ultimately comes to the person in, um, inside themselves on um, what they're going through. Yeah. And are you an overthinker? You know, you find yourself having so many uh, different and sometimes contradicting thoughts in your head because you said that you make music to tame a racing mind. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like I said, um, I'm sometimes like really rough, really head on, really like in your face. And sometimes I'm just like timid, like, yeah. soft. And it's just, um, I have these thoughts that are just like, always like racing in my head and sometimes i use it as a superpower to be like really particular about like i overthink and i'm very specific about how i put a project together and how i put yeah. you know music together but then sometimes it's just like i wake up one day and it's just like i want to write a song about love like in the middle of the song it's like fuck you i don't care about you I'm like whoa <laughs> <laughs> well, vibe switch, <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, okay, girl, what's happening? It's just like you know, I have these meddling feelings, and it's because I've been very, very deeply loved, mm. and I've also been very, very deeply hurt, mm. and I've gone through so many things on the spectrum, and so I always have like these different elements, and I have to like, okay, focus, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, also, um, yeah, I feel like music kind of like meditation for me but it's also like an outlet at the same time for me to organize those thoughts and kind of channel them and really like get them out properly yeah and one of your lyrics was i need a paper bag for breathing in and that technique according to google is used for regulating hyperventilation basically for your anxiety yeah 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 um, and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm mumbling inside My confession is that I'm stressing, alright If I told you that I'm trying, I lied When the mood swings, I get the medicine, you try I think I should keep this in myself I might just hit you up for the head In old news, which is actually my favorite, you say, I might just keep this up to myself. 
I might just hit you up for the heck of it. It's like a perfect example of you speaking about being wary of oversharing, but also you want to spend time with this person. You know, it's like that. It's a fight within you. You know, okay, yeah. I want to speak to them, but I don't want to be overbearing or say too much. But yeah. I also want to do it. You know, it's like that. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I was going through when I was writing that. It's just, it's always a fight. Like it's always like this with everybody you meet. Um, it's just like, do I open? Do I tell them? Do I not tell them? Do I spend time with you? Do I just stay in my room by myself? And it's just, yeah, yeah it's definitely um, one of my favorites as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the other time uh, I remember joining Lucy was live. You were being interviewed. Uh, shout out to him. So I noticed some non-verbal things about you. You know,、um, you seem very energetic. You know, you move a lot, especially your hand gestures. Like your hand gestures are very important to you. You smile very often, like full, you know, a、uh, full smiles, and you're like a, a ball of energy. You know, when I look at your music, also.、Um, It mirrors it, you know. It mirrors it because it's vibey, it's lovely, it's energetic. But the deeper meaning behind it paints more darker picture of you. You know, I don't know. Yeah, am I correct? In, in... That's actually really on point because this is a joke that we make in the studio all the time. Like, there's always like, yeah, Monel's the type to like name a song "Dark Days," but we're all like dancing to it. <laughs> like,、yeah. And it's just like, yeah.、Um, It's one of those. It's something that I've always done in my life, and I do it in my music. Is just trying to、yeah. find like the joy, and it's just tapping into you know the vibes. And I'm it's it's weird because when I'm in a space that's really just like uplifting,、yeah. I'm a very like open person. But when I'm like in a space that I'm kind of like weary and like I'm anxious, I just like clam. I like completely just shut down. And so、um, I'm learning more to just you know tap into the joy and the vibrance, and yeah, yeah、um, there's just like two sides of me that yeah that just play. Yeah, you call yourself a social activist, right? We rarely see musicians or just entertainers in general、uh, championing causes these days. I mean,、uh, a lot of people just worry about you know branding. Or maybe the the party is not gonna give them tenders or something, you know. We really, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. How do you feel about you know artists with a cause, you know? I definitely think that I one have a platform. I don't care how small or big it is.、Mm. Um, I have a platform and I can use it. And secondly, I'm going through something, and I feel like when you go through something and you know more than other people, then it. Your responsibility to share that, like、yeah. basic, you know,、um, and I feel like it's my responsibility to tell people、um, who might be going through, who might not know、um, that you know mood regulators are out there, or that you know that you have anxiety, that what you're going through is depression, and you know how to diagnose those things and how to handle them, and how you know you wonder, oh, in my relationships, I always self sabotage, but I never understood why, or I never understood,、mm-hmm. you know, like. Why, like you know, certain things in my life are the way that they are until you heard that song and whatever. And I always try to speak further. Like I'm not just gonna say like paper bag, we're breathing in, but I want to speak further and tap into that and be like, you know,、um, to help other people as much as possible. 
um, yeah. along their journey because I think it's important. So I always talk about mental health, whether it's through my music or just in conversation. And it's just what, something that I stand for. And I think it's important. I think also in South Africa, especially yeah. um, because of how traditional we are, yeah. um, it, it's a very important topic that we need to bring into every single space, not just like in our spaces in, you know, like, every you know like in the workplaces in mm -hmm. our parents and our aunts like people in our families like okay you need to go to therapy like yeah. okay and yeah and starting those really difficult conversations and empowering people to to do that yeah and expanding on that uh, what do you think could be done by authorities and people in the music industry as a whole to address the problem in SA, the mental illness problem um, I think they should one um, take notice. Um, yeah, we are seeing it with um, AKA's girlfriend mm. and with Ricky Rick recently as well. Um, it's a very apparent issue, and yeah. I'm not just saying um, because it's celebrities we should just like take notice, but it's yeah. so in front of our eyes. It's no longer something that's like, oh, it's happening over here in the corner, and like you mm. know. And kind of like squash it and put it under the rug. It's just like, no, you can't do that anymore. It's happening. And yeah. some people might never find a community that yeah. um, to lean on. So they need to have that empowerment within themselves. And I think it's very, very important. Um, and yeah, we just need to keep on, <laughs> keep on. Yeah. yeah. What do you define <laughs> success? How do I define success? Um, yeah. Every time, like, I get a DM from, yeah. like, a random person, you're like, mm. hey, I listened to this song, and, like, it really inspired me, or, it, like, really, like, spoke to me, or, like, changed my life in ABC way, yeah. and, like, that's close to me, like, just that one person, just two people, just, you know, whoever that I can touch, whoever that I can move, that's yeah. success to me. Um, and being happy in what I do. Like if I put something out, yeah. do I love it? Yeah. <laughs> do I love it? And if I love it, then it's successful to me. And mm. yeah, I just, I want to change people's lives. I want to touch people, but I also want to, you know, um, have fun and bring vibrance to people's lives. And yeah, yeah that's always just been um, that outlet for me. So yeah, um, just success to me is just tapping into people, relating to people and changing people's lives. Yeah. So I got a question from someone, you know, I got a question from someone. They asked me a peculiar question. They asked, how do you get a Monel? Like, how how do I shy a shire? You know, uh, what words do I use? Fair question. I don't even know. I don't even, to be honest, if you're someone like me, you probably like really, um, I like, kind of standoffish towards people like uh, don't talk to me like yeah. I got I got a whole lot of shit going on that I'm trying to fix okay like don't even don't even try to get caught up in this net mm. so um one you gotta be brave you gotta just risk it all and just be like I'm gonna be in there whether you <laughs> like it or not because we will try to push you away but you gotta yeah. be like I'm not going nowhere. I'm not yeah. going nowhere I'm right here and um be consistent like if somebody mm. and um <laughs> that's how you get a get them on a castle from that some and um yeah um i think um definitely my personally what i'm most attracted to is 
someone's creativity mm. um when someone i don't care what you do like you can be a painter or a sculptor or a magician yeah. i don't know but like if you like love what you do and you get creative with it and you're just always just inspired in that space and that that's attractive to me mm. um because it's always giving of yourself into your art and yeah yeah so hey good luck to whoever <laughs> <laughs> I, i think also with me uh like it's better to have if you're creative it's actually better to try get a creative partner because they understand what you go through they understand your process they understand that you know what it's not um it's not you or the music or you and this uh, this is me okay. you know i mean you can join in if you want to help me but a lot of the time you find that um uh, someone starts complaining i mean spend most more, more of your time with this than with me like you're not in competition yeah, being, no. being a creative is hard work like it's 24/7 talking mm. into the studio going to this place going to that place and like it's definitely more convenient when you have someone who's also flexible and who also mm. understands the space that the, you know there's always moving parts in this industry so you need someone that you know you can I'm flying out <laughs> and yeah. um yeah it's um I don't know um I've always had relationships with like creatives <laughs> I don't know I don't know what it's like yeah <laughs> But yeah, um definitely having a creative um in my life and being with someone that's creative has just um yeah, it's just made everything so much better and having someone who really understands what you're going through is mm. just like a huge blessing. Yeah, now you've already released music videos. So, what's coming up for the rest of the year? I'm working on this EP. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm going to share too much. Um and it's also tapping into a little bit about my family. Oh, okay. <laughs> um and how that plays into the person that I am today. Mm. Um and sonically it's bringing a lot of like my old school R&B tones yeah. but like very very like modern sounds modern beats yeah. so i'm playing around and i'm having fun with the sounds and how they play into the mood and um i can't wait for y'all to hear it yeah okay well uh, i must say that you know uh meeting you in person well give me a okay you know what i don't even know what i'm trying to say <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is that i i really enjoyed like uh your energy is i don't know it's transmitting through the data or whatever yeah i don't even know but you get me <laughs> you get me yeah i've i've also enjoyed this conversation i love the questions that you were asking like they really really are like unpacking um my music and so like i really try to unpack things in my music and i'm glad that you're paying attention it's really dope yeah um so yeah folks here we have monel and this is another episode of the breakdown uh thank you to everyone watching thank you to manel thank you to redacted uh thank you to yordan and yeah this is another episode and peace out thank you bye, bye. Thank you.